welcome to Turns Out She's Psychic, the podcast, spiritual musings, sometimes amusing. I'm Tracy, and I'm Laura. It's another super special episode because there's a third person in the booth today. Who is it, Tracy? Well, she is a mum first, a boss lady like no other, a published author, an athlete, a nutritionist, a wellness coach, a podcaster. She is basically (laughs) all of those things. And Sophie Gittelin is here to empower you to glow up and live a life you've always dreamed of. She has been aligning with her values and being authentic to herself, and it's led her to her purpose, empowering women to realize they are all they need for a life of total fulfillment. Sophie, thank you so much for saying yes to coming on. What an absolute intro. I I love that. I might have to steal that for my bio. That's a a good intro. Okay, no worries. It was pretty sweet. I need to I need to copy yours and fill in my blanks so that it yeah, sounds the that same. Was good. <laughs> Plus Tracy's fangirling hard right now. So this is I good. know. I know. This has been so, a big tick for our show it, to have Sophie join us. It absolutely has. And when I reached out to Sophie to come onto the podcast, the reason why was like we were talking earlier on in the season that this season, season three, is about bringing people to you, to our listeners that um, that Laura and I have either been inspired by or motivated by, um, have learned things through, or we use their products, um, and to bring it to our listeners in a way that is just our typical style, which is just conversational and real and no BS. Um, and Sophie Gittelin is an Australian woman who I've followed probably for the last four or five years. Um, And I was originally introduced to her Instagram profile by my husband when I started doing um, natural bodybuilding. And over the years that I've been following Sophie, um, I found her to be one of the most authentic and I'm going to call you quite intuitive, even though I think over the years that seemed to appear to be the the thing that you were denying and not listening to for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to call you that because I know that's what you are. You're very intuitive. Um, but around a nutrition. <laughs> yeah, and a full moon Pisces as we record. Yeah. Um, so Around nutrition and exercise, you are the person, and even though you don't know it, you're the person who I look to for information that I know I can trust and information that I know is healthy, scientifically proven, yet you deliver it in a way that is available to anyone and meeting anyone where they are at. And a lot of the time in the spiritual world, and especially for our listeners, food and nutrition and exercise, it seems to be one of the things that is quite, um, I think, quite pigeonholed into vegetarian or, you know, kind of whole foods and things like that. And, and it's all um, it's all pretty mainstream, stereotypical in that area. But I want everyone to know that that's not how I am. 
um, I do it Sophie's way. <laughs> Am I allowed to call it Sophie's way? <laughs> of course, of course. I My heart is so full hearing that in regards to nutrition and training and that that is exactly what I ever want to be able to put out there. I will never, ever, ever put something out there that is not 100% authentic, what I scientifically have researched that's evidence-based. Um, that is the biggest take-home that I possibly can. So I'm stoked that that's actually what comes across. <laughs> it is, and it has from day one. And so yeah. I know that a lot of people that I mentor and come through my business privately, um, they a lot of them struggle with self-worth issues and that feeds out into the way that they treat themselves with food and exercise. So I wanted to bring Sophie on um, to pick your brain and to also, um, you're the expert in this area and Laura and I certainly are not. Um, (laughs) And so I want the expert to, to to teach our listeners in this area. So can you sort of give us an idea? Do you have a, a set sort of philosophy around nutrition and exercise that you live by? Yeah, so I think the big thing for me when it comes to like a philosophy of nutrition and training, whatever that looks like for you. (laughs) Don't mind the dog, everybody. (laughs) The guard dog. Whatever that looks, (laughs) good guard dog. Whatever that looks like for you is that if you can't sustain it, maintain it and continue to do so for a long period of time, it is simply just a fad diet. And we see so many fads come in and out of the health and fitness industry. And if you can't actually sustain that long term, then what's the point in even starting it? And that's kind of my philosophy when it comes to everything nutritional training wise, because let's say keto, for an example, it's Mm. really good at stripping fat in a very quick, fast way. But the moment that you start regulating and eating carbohydrates again, your body is going to put all that fat back on. So therefore, yes, it might work and it might be a great uh, short-term fix for you, but it's not a long, maintainable, sustainable solution. And the thing that I kind of find when it comes to nutrition so often is that we punish ourselves and then we go through these cycles of punishment and shame and we deliberately self-sabotage when we're on a good streak or we might do five days of healthy eating quote unquote based Mm -hmm. on the fact that we're restricting our calorie intake and we punish our bodies by not nourishing them and if we actually were able to just stick to eating a consistent nourishing amount that we actually allowed ourselves to intuitively listen to our body of when we're full we would never have those cycles that continuously go on and on. So I think the big take home there for me is that if you can't, if you're starting something and you can't maintain it and sustain it forever, it's just a quick fix. Sometimes that might be exactly what you need, whether it's perhaps you're getting ready for a wedding or something that you do need to do something like that for. However, long-term, it's definitely not the best solution um, in regards to nutrition. I love that. Love it. And also in terms of um, not being able to sustain and maintain something just shows that you're not vibrating at a level that can sustain it and maintain it. And so getting yourself to vibrate at a frequency that you can sustain and maintain, I, I know what that feels like because when I followed the BOD program that you have, I've never eaten more in my life. My calories yeah, were the-, the highest they had ever been. I'd come off the back of a comp where I was on like a thousand calories and really just depriving myself for what? And it screwed up everything inside of me. 
I think that's why I became so passionate about where I'm at in the space now, because I saw it happening so many times, woman after woman after woman coming through our doors and their metabolisms were shot, their hormones were imbalanced and it would take a good 12 to 24 months to be able to metabolize and get them back to an actual healthy regulated point. And the thing that I saw then happen would be fertility issues, period issues, acne breakout. They'd gain so much weight that their self-worth would be affected. And it was that continuous cycle where I was just like, I never want another woman to have to go through that experience. If I can use my voice and be able to change that, why wouldn't I? Um, And I give away so much free information in regards to this because I'm really passionate about it because it's something that I just genuinely never want someone else to go through. And I think that also comes from a standpoint of I've been competing in fitness comp since 2012 and I've had every single coach style possible and I've done that and I burnt myself out and I ended up in the exact same position where these girls are at now where I was at once upon a time as well and if it wasn't for like my ex-husband Nate to be able to prep me and for me to have complete trust and faith in the way that he was prepping me I don't know where my body would be now because I allowed myself to surrender knowing that he had me 100% for the best interest in regards to my nutrition training and um, physique and so after my last competition in 2019 I reverse dieted my way out because our metabolisms are adaptive. So they're an adaptive organism, which means that we're actually able to change and alter our metabolic output. And that's so exciting for me because going from 800 calories a day and two hours a day of cardio to now over three and a half thousand calories a day, and I only do cardio for the enjoyment of it now is such a different no one standpoint. enjoys no one enjoys cardio <laughs> Sophie come well, on <laughs> I did my first ever I had one goal actually I didn't have one goal I had like 50 goals for the year but one of those goals was a 10 kilometer run and wow anybody that knows me knows that I do not do cardio I am a weight girl I do not do cardio and I started running in July last year and on and off on and off on and off And I just promised myself 10 kilometers because if I ever hear myself say I can't do something, I do it. I have to do it. It's Mm -hmm. like a mental thing of like, oh, okay, you can't do that. Show yourself. Yeah, show yourself you can. So I did that. And I'm never doing it again, but I did. (laughs) (laughs) From not running to 10Ks, that's huge. Yeah, an hour of running. (laughs) Something... Something you said, though, in terms of um, I've been there and why wouldn't I want to help people? I was one of my mentors um, a couple of years ago gave me a quote that has stuck with me and basically becomes kind of it's the core of when I am going to launch something new or do something new. It's the question that I ask myself to define why and how I'm doing it. And the quote is, you are always best qualified to serve the person you once were. And so I, oh, it's so good. It's so good. And so I want to know, um, your, your spirituality, um, now I'm not sure if you would call it spirituality, but I see it as that your relationship with, with your higher self and all of the rest of it, um, has played out so much in your life in so many different ways, especially over the last few years. And I'm wondering um, what does your current relationship look like with that? Because I see a lot of what you're talking about recently um, in the world, which is manifesting and NLP and higher self. Talk to us a little bit about that. 
All right. So (laughs) a lot of it. Where do you begin? Love is our highest frequency and that's what I radiate. No, so I I was raised a Jehovah's Witness um, and I was raised in a a very religious upbringing. And I think for me, I was very much taught to question everything for that religious upbringing. And that was really great for me. However, I think that it formed, obviously our imprint years is our zero to seven years and it formed so many belief structures that I hadn't actually truly reflected on in so many years to be like, does that actually align with me? Is that actually what? I believed is that something that was passed on to me is that a belief that my mum perhaps has or my dad has or the religion has or what do I truly in my heart of hearts believe and I always go back to that gut instinct that I always just know I don't know how I know I don't know why I know but I know and if I truly intuition myself I know I know and I'm so good at it But it's it's just like if I truly drop into myself in my hardest hearts, my heart of hearts, I absolutely know what is the best possible situation for me, person for me, energetic response, alignment. And it's taken me a very long time to trust that. And it kind of happened and started for me around the age, I'm 32 now, 29, so about three years ago, when I felt so out of alignment. My business was on paper amazing. My marriage on paper was amazing. I had the dream beach house. I have the dream Range Rover. I had the twin girls, the beautiful girls, (laughs) the beautiful family. My everything should have been absolutely magic. And I just felt like I was so out of alignment. I had such crippling social anxiety that Every time I would leave the house, I would have people taking photos of me and it would just mm. spiral me of being like, why are they taking photos? What have I done? Like, I'm I'm not like, they are making me out to be something that I'm not. And how can I show up to be 100% me so that if they saw me in person, I'm exactly who I am. And I felt like someone that I wasn't, I don't, I don't even know how to explain the point of chasing what everyone else's idea of success was. And it wasn't truly what I wanted because I was living so out of alignment in regards to what made me happy and to show up authentically as myself. So during that process, I kind of just went like, fuck it all. I don't want any of it. And just went like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. So I'm just going to run from it all. And whilst not the healthiest way, it was probably the fastest way to be able to go straight down the rabbit hole in regards to self-development and growth. And over the next 12 months, I studied NLP, did my Enneagram, went on and did my master's. There's a whole bunch of things in that. What are you in your Enneagram? Nine. Oh, okay. And so what are you in human design? Uh, Guess guess what I am. (laughs) Well, I'm a manifesting generator. And I kind of feel, yeah, I knew it. (laughs) I'm like, I kind of feel so so the same. Um, like everybody that knows me knows that yeah. like, so, um, I, I'll get onto that. I'll get onto that in a sec, but oh no. So, so then I went on to breathwork. <laughs> breathwork was the biggest life-changing thing for me. And Nicola, who came into my life from breathwork, she always says to me <clears throat> that she's never met anybody who has been able to manifest as quickly as me. I can think something and it happens. I, um, my ex, 
I literally wrote down this list of things about him and said to my best friend, like I live in an apartment at the moment, and I said to my best friend, I'm literally going to go and get my man. Walked downstairs and he was walking past. So much scary shit like that happens to me that it is not even like, it is so weird. So, so, so weird. Anyway, my breathwork stuff, I went through 12 weeks of breathwork and just broke me open. When I met this woman, I said to her, no, 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 I don't need that. I, um, I might be, it might be able to help my health and fitness. It might be able to help my squats, but I don't need that one session in. And she literally just cracked me open back to that childhood wound. All of my traumas were out. And I was like, I've got so much shit to deal with. And I have so much work to do on myself that you are not going anywhere. And I need you. And over the next three (laughs) years, kind of just stopped doing what everyone else wanted me to do and all my family wanted me to stay in my marriage um and like he is the most beautiful man but it just felt out of alignment for me and I couldn't explain it and even when I say that now people are like like you threw away a perfectly good marriage no we went to marriage counseling for two years and it still wasn't working for me so I definitely gave it 100% my best shot um, and I still feel like I am so much more in alignment with 100% of who I'm here to be and so glad with all of the decisions that I made throughout that process whilst it was a massive journey. Did I even That's answer huge. the question? <laughs> <laughs> who cares about the bloody question? <laughs> <laughs> so if you, if I said to you, um, what is your relationship with your source like now? How do you, how do you consult it? Is it a huge part of, of your life? For me, I tap into my own intuition in regards to every single morning I journal, I dream journal, I set my intentions for the day. I, I don't know in regards to how I make the decisions that I make. It's obviously my intuition and my gut, which we're always going to go back to, but it's amazing how much we truly know within ourselves when we actually allow ourselves to sit into it. Mm. Yeah, I love that. It's a great answer. So around all of that then, <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your perspective then on being in alignment and fulfilled and how those two work together? Because you've got a new podcast out that's still a baby in itself, but it's it's obviously everything that you do is like got the Midas touch because we're manifesting generators and I get it. Um, but your your podcast is called Flourish and Fulfilled. So talk to me about your all of the stuff that you've done and how getting into an alignment and an authenticity equals fulfillment for you. It flows. I don't know how else to explain it other than the fact it doesn't feel like hard work. It's easy. I relationships my friendships my parenting my work my the way that I am with my team we don't have any issues um it all just works when it's in flow and I truly just think that is the biggest thing for me and the biggest take home is that when you're living life in alignment it shouldn't feel like a grind and I get that you still have to work hard at things and especially like relationships and stuff I know you have to work hard at it but it should just flow. It should come from nothing but a place of your heart center and flow very, very easily. Um, the other massive thing for me is that in regards to fulfillment, fulfillment for me feels like being happy with where I'm at, even though I have goals of being somewhere else, I'm still content and totally at peace with where I'm at right now. Whereas for that period of time, three years ago, 
I wouldn't even think and sit into the moment of a launch. I would make a lot of money in a launch and not even feel any sort of emotion or response of being like proud of myself or so happy that all these women had made these changes or like it was literally I was working six steps six steps ahead and six months ahead of next product launch, next this, next that, next best thing, next best house, next best car, always grinding to get to the next best thing. Whereas right now I am just like, how bloody good is this? Like sit around, make sure that the team will take note that we're just literally embracing that feeling and sitting in that emotion. So yeah. Yeah. Present moment. A fulfillment allows you to be in that present moment and be happy. Yeah, totally. Um, Laura, I'm going to shut up now. Do you have a question? Mm. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's a question so much. It's just an observation. Um, Sophie, hearing you talk about how you feel when you're fulfilled and being content with where you are but doesn't mean that you don't have goals, it's... Um, it just strikes me as you must be such a strong character because you've had a bit of a shit time in recent weeks and to still be able to have that that outlook is is amazing. So I just wanted to make that observation rather than ask a question. I just wanted to say that's kudos to you. You know, you're walking the talk. So thank you so much. I actually think that so for so many years, women and trust were a big thing for me as I didn't trust women. I didn't have any women in my life that I could genuinely 100% trust. I felt there was always an underlying, um, something they wanted from me, something they wanted to take from me. And it wasn't necessarily always just, um, a belief system. In a lot of cases, it was the truth. And I had a woman come into my life, uh, halfway through last year, and she taught me 100% to, and I'm such a little goosebump queen. Mm-hmm. Um, she taught me how to how to trust, I guess. She came into my life and gave me nothing but unconditional love without wanting anything back and allowed me to be able to build a network and a support network of people who have my back in a very trusting way. And so this year has been, I'm going to say, probably my hardest year of my life. Um, I would have said 2019 was because that was so hard and behind the scenes there was so much happening that during that period I was not able to show up online with what was happening and I was in such a bad dark place and I'm so proud of myself for being able to pull myself out of that but knowing this year what I went through and being able to have that support network of women pull me out of that place and be able to know I'm not alone in doing that was so much more powerful. Divine time. Um, and I definitely, yeah, I definitely feel like that allowed me to be able to lean into and know that I can actually reach out and ask for support and that's not being a burden on someone else and that they have my back. So that's a huge thing as well. So yeah, definitely gone through the ringer this year with certain things. Um, but I feel like everything in life just teaches us lessons and experiences. And Perfect. everything that whenever I hear you speak, um, the one of the things that just, it always just always comes back around to the same thing for me. You just like to serve. You're very generous and service-minded. I think it's because I've been a mum since I was 18. And I think mm-hmm. that that's such a deep-seated quality for me is because I've I've never not been a mum. 
And so, like, you look at a child and, like, at 18, like, I was married at 17. At 18, you're still a child. Like, I look at Kai and he's 14. So he's, like, four years off of me having him. And all I've ever known is how to look after, yeah, all I've ever known is how to look after and give to others and make sure that everyone else is um, is okay. But my deepest purpose is to give back to women. And so to show up for women, to be there for women, to make women not feel alone, to be able to, if even if I, one woman watches my story and actually says like, wow, I'm not alone right now because of what you've gone through, that would be totally amazing for me. Which is so interesting considering that your relationship with women in terms of trust has always been quite interesting. And Laura can attest to me being the same. Laura is the first person that I have ever come in contact with that I can actually be unapologetically me. And she just lets me be me in all of my manifesting generated craziness. It is. And we are so different, but we just let each other be the same as what we are. And I totally get that. But it's so interesting that it's sort of, it's like finally it's coming back to you in the most authentic way that the women that are showing up for you right now in the last year are are your people because this is your karma coming back from all of the service that you've done for everybody else, for women and empowering them. Finally, when you need it the most, when it's actually going to bring you full circle to, to be unapologetically you, that's when the universe shows up and has got your back big time. That's incredible. One, 100%. And I think as well, like even understanding and knowing that for me, not trusting women, where did that come from? And then working through all of that as well. Like life is always going to be a journey of uncovering things and learning more about ourselves and being able to work through different traumas and different things and experiences that we've been through. So I definitely don't feel like the work ever stops. It just keeps coming and in different ways and showing up and presenting in so many different areas. And when I feel like we've got it all figured out, something else will happen. So I kind of just, I enjoy life for all that it is. And I'm, I, yeah, it, it is a great little roller coaster experience. That's for sure. I wanted to ask you, so our listeners would probably be really interested in what's the Sophie like, or what's the, the expert in this niche like when they're not vibrating really high and they're not in that alignment. Cause I've known your story for a really long time about your pregnancy with the, with your eldest, with Kai and how you got you got you got you gained so much weight out of coming from basically a vegetarian pescatarian healthy lifestyle and then putting on so much weight and being so unhealthy with yourself that you got gestational diabetes like this is how much I know about you Sophie so (laughs) I'm not a stalker I promise I just need to respect the people that I trust to give me information so that's where this is coming from but what kind of foods and what were you doing back then? And what are, what are the, the top five foods, I guess, that you think that our listeners would probably be able to bring sort of a correlation between how they're vibing in low self-worth, low self-esteem, low self-image into what that translates to on a plate? For me, it was all about the mental connection. So I was actually raised on a farm and all we ate was organic produce and everything that we ate was things that we grew ourselves and really good nutritional diet. The moment I fell pregnant, moved out of home, it was almost a self-sabotaging hack of me being like, you can rebel, you can do whatever you want now. And I literally lived on chocolate yogos and maggi noodles, my pregnancy. (sighs) 
Oh my and, God. And yeah, so bad. And literally it reflected in my gestational diabetes diagnosis when they were like, what are you eating? And I was like, oh, like I knew what I was doing was wrong. Yogurt. It wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> due to, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't due to lack of, lack of education. It wasn't due to not having the resources. Like it was sheer mental self-sabotage. Like that's mm. what it was. So when I actually started doing my research in regards to nutrition, and that's what actually put me onto the path of wanting to learn everything and absorb everything, I turned everything around and really paid attention to the foods that I was actually putting into my body and the fact that more so being present when I was eating. So rather than just eating for the sake of eating or punishing myself, but actually saying like, what is going to make me feel good? What am I actually craving? What do I even want right now? And listening to my body rather than just eating empty food. So in regards to top five foods, I personally believe that it's going to be different for everybody because I think that we truly have to listen to ourselves in regards to the foods that we're craving in that moment. And after doing flexible dieting, so in 2019, I had my last competition and I reverse dieted out for about a year. So for the last 18 months, I've been intuitively eating and not really tracking macros. And it is insane, <gasps> insane, insane, insane. Because, well, because I know my macros anyway, because I know food so well. So I could literally tell you exactly how many carbs and fats and everything that I'm having without even having to weigh it. Yeah, but it's insane when our body is in a cycle. What we're craving is exactly what we need, um, and when we are able to listen and make that mind-body connection of I'm craving chocolate, or usually for me because I'm very in tune with my body and I know my body. I can tell you the day I'm ovulating. I can tell you <laughs> everything that's happening within my body. Is that usually for me? I crave things like pears, walnuts random foods and I'm just like oh okay take note whereas we've become so accustomed to being like gotta eat it's three o'clock gotta eat it's five o'clock gotta eat it's seven o'clock like we we don't even listen and ask ourselves what's actually going to make us feel really good how are we going to feel after we eat this um and that's kind of where Flourish and Fulfilled came from because I know hand on my heart the bod works there is not one person that I have ever had come to the board that has not been able to entirely change their nutrition and training and physique if that's what they want to do with the board there is not I don't have any ounce of me that doesn't think what is 110 50,000 percent the best program on earth hand on my heart however women self-sabotage so I could tell women what to eat I could tell them what to train I could even go to their house every single day and prep the food for them I could pull them out of bed and if they want to self-sabotage, they are going to self-sabotage whether I'm there telling them what to eat or not. And they will 100% wake up in the middle of the night, walk to the fridge and eat a block of chocolate at 10 p.m. <laughs> if their mental and mindset is not in alignment with where they're actually wanting to go. So usually what I was finding is that I'd have these women sign up, but they would sign up because they loathed and hated their bodies so much that they wanted to be somewhere else. So that's where Flourish and Fulfilled came in because for me, it was more about changing their mindset of being like, I love myself here, 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 and here. So you will hold, hold a start with, you are perfect as you are, and you're going to be perfect through the journey and you're going to be perfect at the end. 
Because otherwise we come from a place of this fear driven or this hatred for our bodies and it wanting to be a negative outcome instead of it being a positive flow and a positive effect, no matter where we're currently at in our journeys. So the frequency that you start on is everything, basically. So you're you're getting with Flourish and Fulfilled, you're getting to people's initial mental frequency, which is eventually going to flow through to the end goal. Whereas if they start off on a low mental frequency, somewhere along the line, that frequency is going to rear its ugly head and it's going to be a self-sabotage moment. Whether we know it or not, it'll come mm. out subconsciously. And so when we stop when we stop punishing ourselves and actually start rewarding ourselves and doing the things that we enjoy doing, we always see a more positive effect. What do you think, what's your take on how we consume, like the vibration that we consume something in? So I'm a firm believer in, um, in the, so if I said to you, hey, Soph, let's go for a drink and just forget about that day. That was the most overwhelming, stressful day. Laura, are you up for some shots? Let's get smashed tonight to, to get over the breakup, to get over the overwhelming stress of the day. And we consume that alcohol, whether it's the color and then the food we eat, whatever it is that we consume in that moment to, to take the edge off, to, to make us feel better compared to if I said, hey, girls, after we record which is so not going to happen but after we record let's go and celebrate with a really long lunch a bottle of champagne and we have really good chats and we really enjoy each other's company what's your take on how we consume food in terms of the vibration that we consume it in a hundred percent and this is my big thing with the kids in regards to dinner times is that we we don't really watch tv anyway but we literally make sure that I am so present at dinner and intentional. And it was interesting because when I started first working in the mindset nutrition space, I went and worked alongside this doctor up here and he has a plate, like an actual plate, and it's called a weight plate. And it's portioned out and it has a timer on it. And what he was correlating is that most women were eating their food so quickly that their enzymes and digestive systems weren't able to make the connection in their brain of the fact they actually had to produce the enzymes in their saliva to break it down, wow. which was causing their digestive issues. So even taking that time to stop and actually eat and actually Consciously. pay to what you're eating and stop and just be present rather than scoffing it all in and thinking that it's going to have the exact same benefits. So what he realized is that a 20 minute meal for a plate that was about this big completely changed people's weight loss. And they didn't even need weight loss surgery after that, just from being conscious of timing and paying attention to how conscious they were eating. Wow. wow. So consciousness and being deliberate and intentional while you eat is, is a game changer. And slowing down. So the way that I slow down for dinner, especially for the kids, is and for those that have followed me for a while will know your questions. Your three always, questions. <laughs> top three, bottom three. Yeah. Like, so I've done it. I've done it since the boys were like maybe five, and I don't even need to. It's just top three, bottom three every single night, and they just can mentally prepare for it now. And the top three is their top three moments or things for the day and their bottom three moments or things for the day. And if you have kids, they'll come home from school and you'll be like, how was your day? Good. What did you do? Nothing. Who'd you play with? No one. <laughs> and that was what I was getting all the time. 
So now when they think about those three things, we actually let everyone, because there's so many kids, we let everyone go around the table and take it in turns and it just brings dinner together a bit more and it allows them to be able to have that conversation and we sit on each point. And the bottom threes are always the biggest lessons for the day, which usually carry over to the next day. So really important, even though at the time they sometimes feel a bit icky and awkward, really important but it also drags out dinner a bit more in regards to having that deeper connection and conversation as well mm, and the time just slowing them down while they're eating and not scoffing that is that's yeah. that's really helpful um yeah absolutely and especially acknowledging the bottom three and you're not so you're dealing with it you're bringing light to that as well you're not just pretending it's not there and not acknowledging it and you're dealing with it, especially with kids from a young age. It's a good, such a handy skill to have to actually confront your issues and learn from them. Well, most of us numb them even as adults and we have so many yeah. different ways of being able to numb them from television through to sex to alcohol to drugs Food. to everything else. Food, yeah. exercise, mm. there's so many, so many different ways we, we choose to numb and I think everyone has an addiction of some form and I think it's whether we're self-aware enough to actually understand and know that. Mm. Yeah. What about eating the colors of the rainbow? So in spirituality, we talk a lot about high vibe foods and it's because they're obviously whole foods, but they are the colors that correlate with our energy systems in our body. And so I, when I do a lot of mentoring, especially with people who are really at the bottom kind of, um, they're, they're entering in at the bottom where they don't have any knowledge or they don't think they do. And they're very down on themselves, very poor self-worth. Um, I'm, I'm doing like a whole holistic healing with them as opposed to just getting them to lose weight. And I never really talk about it, but um, what I get them to do is try and eat all the colors of the rainbow from the holistic aspect in the day. And, and I know that what that's going to do for their frequency and their vibration, and I know it's going to help me get them in the space where I need them to be in order to start giving them the information. So what's, what's your take on those literally high frequency foods? From a nutritional standpoint, we need to eat the rainbow because every single color represents a different micronutrient. And so in order for us to be able to make sure that we are achieving our nutritional goals, 100% eating the rainbow. And I think that's why we find whenever we have fitness competitors, say, eating a set meal plan, that they're not nutritionally sound because they're eating the exact same foods every single day. And we actually need that flexibility and that um, that flexible dieting stance or mantra or philosophy or whatever we want to call it to be able to achieve all of our nutritional needs. Mm. Good call. It's, it's further validation for everything, really, isn't it? Yeah. It all just, it's all the information's there. It's just, it takes a few different sort of experts to sort of come together and go, oh, okay, so I'm this piece of the puzzle and I'm this piece of the puzzle and I'm this piece of the puzzle. And we all are saying the same thing, just in different ways for different people who are ready to hear it and meet them wherever they're at. So, Laura, did you have any more questions about nutrition before I move on to training? <laughs> no, no. Um, <laughs> all I wanted to say was I really appreciated hearing what Sophie said about ensuring you're in the correct mindset or a healthy mindset before you start any kind of, um, you know, recalibration of your diet or your lifestyle, your exercise, making sure that your mindset is at a healthy one that you can sustain that. And I think last week's episode on Turns Out She's Psychic was perfect for that because we talked about what self-love, self-acceptance, all of that truly meant. And we really um, 
picked apart the your perfect just the way you are and sort of redefined it as you're perfectly imperfect because we're all imperfect and and that is the crux of it that is learning to accept where we're at and acknowledge that and and really um embrace the self-love from that space and loving yourself enough to do the work on yourself that that you need to do in order to expand and grow so yeah and how that's hard yeah that it's it can be really hard and podcasts like Sophie's and podcasts like this one and it just made me think of last week's episode and how this one flows on really well from that so that's I was thinking the same thing good call yeah (laughs) that's so nice that's so nice to hear it's beautiful like being able to be 100% who you are weird quirks and all and know that that's exactly who you should be and that the right people will be around you regardless so that's yeah that's so beautiful yeah it feels Mm. good when you're sitting in that space but when you haven't ever done that it's bloody scary so yeah oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) I, I cop a lot of hate. <laughs> you do. You do. I, do. I think, you know, I love though sometimes when I've got time and I'm on your stories where you do your questions, ask me a question. And there's sometimes I just like have little mini cheer squads inside of you for sometimes how you respond. You're like, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to assume that you're not trying to just be a bitch right now, but this is my answer. <laughs> oh, wow. It's, it's just insane. And I think that's, like it's actually shown me though that even when I show up 100% doing what I feel is the best possible thing in my deepest hearts of what I could possibly do I'm still going to have people that don't agree and don't align with me so therefore I may as well just be me. absolutely yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and I think Brene has a lovely Brene Brown has a beautiful quote like you know if you're not standing in the arena I don't want to hear your feedback I'm not here to listen to the people up in the cheap cheap seats just throwing their hate on me it's not gonna it's not even worth not even worth going Mm -hmm. there yeah yeah so When it comes to training, because I had always been afraid of lifting weights because I had that preconceived misconception of I'm going to get so bulky. Now, I have actually seen you in real life. We are exactly the same height, which I also know because I am your number one stalker. But we are both. (laughs) But I have met you in real life. And on your photos, and I've heard you talk about this over the years too, on your photos, you can't you you can't grasp the, the correct perception of what you actually look like. You are like tiny. I'm a tiny like yeah. tiny. Yeah. That's it. But your muscles meet me. Yeah. It's like <laughs> you're like a man. Yeah. <laughs> but That's in perfect. person, yeah. it's weird. But When I first stumbled across you and my husband was like, no, babe, you need to understand that this is, this is not massive. And if, and he took me to my first bodybuilding competition to watch, to sort of get an idea. And I'm like, wow, you're right. And when I started to follow you, you were the one that I put my trust in to just go, okay, I'm going to just go all in and I'm going to strength train. And I pulled back on the hours upon hours of pretending to know how to run and pretending that I liked it and pretending <laughs> to do the Stairmaster with my AirPods in and not just like going, oh my God, I want this to finish and I'm about to die. And I moved completely over to weightlifting, really heavy weights and doing hip thrusters and getting your booty bands and everything. Like I was 
buying everything, you were selling. (laughs) And it changed everything. And one of the things that you said that I have always held on to as well is that um, your food and your nutrition determines your weight and your your exercise and your your conditioning trains what you look like. It trains your shape. I was literally about to say that. So I won't steal his quote because it's Nate's quote, but yeah. nutrition controls your body fat, weight training controls your muscle shape and size, and cardio controls your heart health. Mm-hmm. So there, that's essentially the three breakdowns of it. So unless you are eat over-consuming so much food and as a woman you still would not build that much muscle that people are thinking in their minds because you actually need to have that much protein and testosterone and as a natural you woman can't. you don't make that much yeah. testosterone. It, it is physically impossible. However, I've heard so much um, throughout the years in regards to women starting, say, a program and they're three weeks in and they're like, I have put on so much muscle that I have stretch marks. It's not possible. Our bodies can't gain that much muscle in such a short period of time. So you've either gained a lot of weight because you're exercising more and therefore you're hungrier, so therefore you're eating more, which has therefore contributed to the fact you've gained weight. Um, However, you have not blown up like the Hulk. So our genetic makeup as a woman is not to be hugely muscly. And I've been weight training since over 10 years consistently. And I am a size six. I You, you can't gain huge amounts of muscles na- muscle naturally. It's very, very, very hard. Even hitting the right protein intake, carbohydrate intake, training every day, always increasing in strength um and it's mind-blowing that that's still such a massive misconception that women have Mm. well one of the things that out of doing that I actually got a complete mindset shift in doing it to now that lifting weights in my I don't even call it weightlifting or lifting weights anymore I call it strength training because I had never felt stronger not like I could pick up like you know not what I could press not what I could squat not what I could like carry it was my body was moving differently and when I was walking upstairs to get to my house and when I was walking like I live on the beach too and when I was walking along the beach at nippers or whatever like I moved differently and I felt myself standing taller. I felt like I was moving like a well-oiled engine as opposed to like lagging my sorry ass across the beach every day. I felt strong and that made me stronger in my mind. I just, I felt strong. (laughs) I, I honestly don't believe that most people know how good their bodies are designed to feel because we're so conditioned to living a life of illness, sicknesses, fatigue, um, drinking coffee, drinking alcohol, having that spiral, continuing it on weekends and then coming back to it. Most people don't even know how good their body is designed to feel. And until we actually have felt that dose of, oh my goodness, my body feels so good that we actually always kind of chase back to that. Like that's my addiction. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think, and that's one of, I probably like the number one Um, at the top of my who do I want on the podcast for season three and why one of the top points was also that um, how was I going to or how is how would our listeners 
take listening to someone talk about nutrition and exercise outside of the spiritual perspective. But our listeners also know that I am not the stereotype. Um, I I do not follow, I am not the same as all the misconceptions, psychic mediums. Um, I do not look like one. I'm not a witch. I'm not, you know, like I, I don't go dancing under the moonlight naked. I and, do. I am uh, doing that tonight. <laughs> I am full moon vibes right now. Like <laughs> that's my that's my full moon ritual. Every single skinny dip, every single full moon. Where? Good on you. Uh, well, maybe one day, Lara. <laughs> you and do I it for every point. Everyone, everyone at Burley. Everyone at Burley. She's got it covered. <laughs> you don't need to, Tracy. <laughs> She's got you covered. Uh, um. But I think Sorry. that having having it's all right having Don't our think. listeners realize um, that like you can be all of that and how important nutrition and exercise was for me to be able to go on to my self healing journey as well and to be able to have the courage to come out and I want to tell you a really funny story so I got um, so I have autoimmune diseases that are dormant now because of my work that I've done on myself and my nutrition and exercise however. There was at a point in 2000 and the end of 2013 where I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. And it was thankfully after four months, it was discovered that it was a misdiagnosis. And so I have a, a rare blood sort of disorder that doesn't allow me to absorb iron. So I need iron infusions very regularly. And so once I had my iron infusions, I got my voice back. I got my memory back. I got my body back. I had a walking stick in 2013 and I was sexually abused when I was young and I've tried to kill myself twice. I'm a recovered alcoholic and opiate addict. And I realized in that moment that I had never made friends with my physical body because at the age of three, I detached from that in order to survive, in in order to continue going on in this world. I needed to detach from this body and not really give a shit about what I was doing to it or what happened to it. And so when I got my voice back and my health back or or got my, my ability to get into the gym, I um, went to the doctors and I got the the all clear to be able to start training. And he just said to me, go and train at the gym for a week. Just go and do something light, go and eat an alkaline diet and come back in 14 days and tell me how your pain is. Tell me how you're feeling. Tell me your clarity of mind. In 14 days, my life changed completely. And then my husband said, Hey, check out this. And then you came along. And I just said to myself, 12 weeks out from season A, in 2018, that I was going to get up on stage in 12 weeks. And I weighed 74 kilos, which I do today, actually. So it's so weird that this is happening the way that it is. I weighed 74 kilos and I walked into my coach, who was my husband's coach at one stage. And I just said, this is me. Can we do anything? And he's like, well, (laughs) depends on why. And just know that you're probably not going to win. I'm like, I'm not doing it. My why is because I'm going to make friends with my body. And you were my silent coach who didn't know it, but you were what was what allowed me to make friends with my body. That day, I got up in a green oh. string bikini in six-inch stilettos, makeup, print hair, not me at all. I was walking down the stairs off stage and I heard my higher self say, it's go time. And I'm oh, like, go time. <laughs> Good. It's like, go time. I think I just goed. Like, I think that that whole stage, me in a string bikini and six inch stiletto, 
So it was going, I don't know what you guys mean by go time. And in the hour trip that it was from the comp to home, I Googled a picture of the Northern Lights because it's my favorite. And I put across the front, Tracy Dimmick, the fit psychic now taking bookings. And I had never gone public with my psychic abilities. Yeah. My, my world knew, but the public didn't know. And I wanted to be this perfect mix of here is a spiritually led person and here is a fit ass mother effer. <laughs> and those two can come together and please, does anyone yeah. want to hear about it? <laughs> and it was yeah. so empowering. Oh, and it changed my life. And so I quit my day job as a, as a visual merchandiser by trade. And yeah. I started working. It got to the point where now I'm dealing with 18 people a week, worldwide, international. I'm on stage with Tony Robbins. I'm doing all these amazing things. And you were part of that silent coach. So I just want to thank you for saying so yes. But out of all of all of that, my biggest like was that you wanted to get on stage to make friends with your body, which is the most if anyone listening ever wanted to compete would be the only reason I would ever suggest competing because you're going to walk away with a $2 trophy that doesn't even matter. And unless you are so happy with yourself, only do it for you. So that is the best possible thing ever. And I'm so glad that I even was part of that journey. And thank you. <laughs> so you never know who you're inspiring as well, Sophie. So I've always got you back and that's why we've got you here so that we can, <laughs> we can showcase you and all of your amazingness. <laughs> and also just Thanks. show that you are someone that I, I, trust, I trust for our listeners to be able to go to to learn and to seek, but also that you're going to look after their hearts and their spirits. And, and I know you will. I have full faith and confidence that if any of our listeners need this kind of information, I am not your expert or your guru in that space and neither is Laura, but Sophie, you absolutely are. So thank you so much. Like I, you cannot believe how, how much today. And so this morning I was on Clubhouse <laughs> Are you she Clubhouse? does this all the time. She always goes <laughs> on tangents. I am, I am on Clubhouse, but I never got into, I just, I need to get into more things. I just feel like I, yeah, I don't know. It's like TikTok. Thing. Oh, yeah. I, it's, I just can't. I struggle. I was exactly the same until two, it'll be three weeks this Thursday that one of my clients over in LA was just like, please, Tracy, this space needs you. Can you please just get on? And I was like, okay, I'll give it a week. I'm either going to love it or I'm going to hate it, but I'm going to give it a week. So today I was on stage with um, the the co-founders of this club. Anyway, they were saying that next week they're interviewing the only original survivor of um, the founders of Reebok. And I was like, oh, my God. So I DM'd the guy whose club, whose club it is and I was like, talk about the synchronicity and the synergy happening right now. Today I'm about to interview the face of Reebok Australia. And he's like, that yeah. is just crazy, mind blown. So it's today oh, I good. think has just been, I know, today has been one of those days where it's like a dream come true for me. So thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, it's the least I can do if that's your dream day. <laughs> <laughs> Up. <laughs> and show up you did thank you so much for being honest and really considerate to our listeners and you know generous with your time and your knowledge and you're going to get loads more followers as if you ever needed them but 
thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me, guys. Pleasure. Was there anything that you wanted to add? Anything that you want to add value? Doesn't have to be. Otherwise, I'm just about to like completely just be your pimp right now for the bod.com. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'd really like to mention you have got it all. You've got the blogs, the books, the products, the courses, the podcasts. You've got so much free content as well. But what you've recently done is something that is really close to your heart, which is create some um, conversation or affirmation cards. And you've got, they're so pretty as well. And you always deliver such pretty things as you, you, you like things to be pretty too. So if anyone's interested, where can they find those? Uh, flourishandfulfilled.com.au. So they, yeah, just there's 52 cards with three questions on each card. And every single question was written by me. So there is a lot of questions that have a little bit controversial they will definitely get the the conversation connection happening really quick um and you'll be able to yeah cut through any of that superficial relationships that you might have nice love the sound of that that goes real quick yeah real quick zero to a (laughs) hundred well our listeners are definitely not um shy from um controversy let me tell you because I feel like the queen of controversy sometimes on this podcast you're great at dropping the bombs left right and center it's great yeah yeah I'm "Ah." I'm surprised (laughs) I haven't sworn today I haven't said the f word today I think this is like the first episode where I haven't Mm -hmm. that's weird that's weird but anyway so you your best behavior Oh, maybe, maybe there's just no space to drop them because I'm like, oh my God, I've got to extract and I've got to spend time. (laughs) Sophie Gittelin, thank you so, so, so much. And you keep doing what you're doing, girl, because it's beautiful to watch. It's beautiful to witness. It's beautiful to be a part of. And I'm going to keep learning from you, I'm sure, until the day I'm out of here. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. And thanks for being a part of my journey as well. (laughs) Yay. And everybody, thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. If you'd like to send us one of your ghost stories or if you have a question for me or for Laura, send us a Gmail at tospsychic at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at turnsout underscore she's psychic and over on Facebook at tospodcast.